TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Wendy's Way with your host, Wendy Stewart. Fortnite show featuring everyday people on their wellness journeys, living inspiring lives with courage and passion. Welcome everyone to this episode of Wendy's Way. I'm your host, Wendy Stewart. Thank you for tuning in. I am so excited to have on my show today the gorgeous Leah Castle. I've been wanting to do this interview for a long, long time and just things have just worked out where here we are today ready to have a chat. The funny thing was Leah was thinking about me and saying, you know, oh, I should contact Wendy and get to, you know, organize the podcast. And an hour later, I messaged her and said, please come on my podcast. So I love how the universe gets it all sorted out. And, you know, here we all are. So let me tell you a little bit about this amazing lady. Leah Castle is a qualified youth mentor trained in positive body image, mental health, drug and alcohol prevention. Leah is a former hairdresser, a yoga junkie, and she is passionate about women's health and well-being. I've known Leah and her wonderful husband, Simon, for a few years now, and I can tell you they are warm, genuine, loving, caring, and they truly have inspired me by the story of their journey. Leah has had quite a journey to get to where she is today, and I really know her story is going to resonate with many of you listening. So welcome, Leah, to the show, and thank you so much for being here. Hi, and thank you for having me. Very oh, exciting. Oh, very, very excited to have you here, Leah. Absolutely excited to have you here. So I guess we I always ask my guests, let's start at the start. Um, your story is quite, a, you know, a moving one from what the bits that I know, but I'd love you to just briefly tell us a little bit about how you got started on your health and wellness journey, what prompted you to get there, and um, how you got to where you are today. Just briefly, just sum up your life. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Um, okay, so I guess it really started um, for me when I was, um, you know, a young girl in primary school and um, I was the first girl to get my period when I was, I think I was about 11 years old. Wow. And, um, yeah, it was the most horrific thing for me, I thought, but, you know, oh my goodness, you know, this is awful. Yeah. And I wouldn't go into a brush of this mum, I was just so embarrassed and... Um, from there on, I sort of, I've, I've struggled, I guess, from, from that time. Um, I got acne at a really young age. Um, by the time I was 13, I was put on the pill because I had um, really irregular periods. Um, as I said, I had acne. Um, so, you know, the doctors and mum thinking, you know, she, she wanted to do everything she could for me, they thought the pill would be the best option for me. Um, so, yeah, at 13, I was put on the pill. Um, sort of struggled all through my teen years. Still, even on the pill, I was still getting irregular periods and abnormal bleeding and still lots of acne. So I was put on, um, you know, so many different types oh my of antibiotics. <laughs> yeah, so I pretty much spent, you know, my whole whole teen years being on antibiotics and um, then you know and my mum was amazing she was trying to do everything that she could for me we always you know ate the reasonably healthy um, what was classed as healthy diet growing up um, and then by the time I was 16 I was actually put on uh, well Accutane which is a um, acne drug which is, is really it's, it's the last Thing that they do and it's got to be government approved um, 
you have to be on the pill while you take it because it can cause major birth defects. Um, you've got to have your liver and kidney tested while you're on it to make sure that they're still functioning right. But it's a pretty, pretty hardcore um, drug. And I guess since then, um, now that I've done my own research, I know how bad it is. And, you know, the, the side effects are being linked with infertility, um, lots of suicide and depression. And um, so, yeah, so that was, that was my teen years. Oh, my um, goodness. As well as... <laughs> as oh, well as dealing with, you know, being a normal teenager yes, as well. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then when I was in my early 20s, I was actually diagnosed with um, polycystic ovary syndrome, right. um, which is it's really quite common. Um, I think it's now it's either one in five or one in three women actually have it, but a lot of people are um, undiagnosed and, and don't know they have it. Right. Um, so it, it's basically a um, condition that affects your hormones. You've got estri- estrogen and progesterogen um, imbalance in the body, and that causes problems with your cycle and fertility and can lead on to a number of things um, such as diabetes and um, causes hair growth in places you don't really want them as a woman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, acne, um, can cause weight gain. Um, so I was told then as a, you know, in my early 20s, again, the best thing I could do was be on the pill. Right. Um, because otherwise um, this could get worse. And, you know, um, as someone that had always wanted children from a really young age, you know, that was a really scary thing to be told in your 20s that my fertility could be affected. Yes. So again, I, I went back on the pill. Um, and, you know, I was told by the doctors at that stage that because of the way that I ate and, and I wasn't overweight, there wasn't really anything else I could do for myself personally. So, um, you know, I just went along with it and, and thought, okay, well, I don't want this to get any worse. So I'll listen. Um, and probably, you know, up until that point through my 20s, I was partying a fair lot, so I probably wasn't looking after my body the best that I could. Um, but still always, you know, I was probably, although I was partying pretty hard, I was still pretty healthy in the way I ate and exercised and, and all of that sort of stuff. So I guess now fast forward a few years and I, I meet my beautiful husband, Simon. Yes, yes. Um, and we've been friends for 10 years before we got together. So oh, wow. It was, it was a long time coming. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we all went, there was five of us went overseas on a group holiday um, and that's where Silent and I got together in Croatia. Oh. Yeah, so um, now we've been together seven years. But he was always um, 50-50 about having children right from, you know, word go. He, he, um, you know, was still sort of a bit of a a lad, I guess, and, you know, the thought of settling down was, was a bit scary, but... It was something we spoke very openly about right from the start of our relationship because I I did want children so bad. So it was kind of a, well, if you don't want children, you know, I don't know if, if I can continue with the relationship. But he was like, well, no, you know, I'm, I'm 50-50, so it's not a, you know, no, I've never wanted children. Right, so, of course, right. um, you know, if that's what I really want, he would, um, you know, support me with that. So... We'd been together about two years and we decided we would start trying for children because we knew we 
with what I had with the polycystic ovaries, it, it may take a bit longer. Sure. Um, so we, we started, we didn't tell anyone, it was just our own, own little thing because um, we thought, well, you know, we don't know how long it's going to take and we didn't really want everyone always checking in and, you know, seeing what was going on. But after two years of um, me being off the pill, still having a regular period, um, no signs of ovulation, uh, we decided it was time we needed to get some extra help. Yes. So off we go to the fertility clinic. Oh, gosh. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, again, put on some more drugs um, to try and help me to ovulate, um, which um, didn't work. So then we were told we had absolutely no other choice than to do IVF. Right. Um, but I might add, I had, you know, during the two years before we went to fertility treatment, I'd tried lots of different things like acupuncture and I'd taken herbs and, yes. um, you know, spiritual healers, you name it. I'd sort of, I'd, I'd done a lot. Um, so, yeah, so we went for IVF and, um, you know, went in there thinking, yep, you know, this is going to be great. We'll have our baby really soon. Um, so we had the um, egg collection done. It's quite a process, but we've been here forever talking about it. So yes. um, the quick story is um, basically all the hormones that I was given, um, I was I ended up with a condition called ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome. So basically, I was I was given my body just couldn't handle the amount oh of hormones. Gosh. So I right. got very very ill. Um, it actually can be a life-threatening condition because you can go into kidney failure and all sorts of, of things. So after the egg collection, I ended up being very sick in hospital. Instead of having the implantation of the embryos done, I was hooked up to tubes and oh in just the most unimaginable pain that I've ever experienced. And um, turns out I was actually always high risk of of getting this condition because of my, the age I was and having polycystic ovaries and was never really told anything about it. And even to this day, um, it, I look back and I think everything that I learned about it was while I was Googling on my phone while it was happening to me. I just never was, was really told. And I didn't ask the questions either, um, you know, because I, I didn't know what to ask. So um, that was... That was that, and after, you know, we spent you know, probably $10,000 at this point, and we still haven't even been able to get an embryo implanted. Yes. A month later, we're back for another cycle. Mm. And <laughs> um, this time, halfway through the cycle, I started getting some abnormal bleeding. So they said, oh, we better do another pap smear, even though you have to have pap smears and everything done before you start the treatment. They decided they'd better send me for another one. And um, it comes back that I had high-grade precancerous cells oh on the pap smear. Um, so that, that was a real shock. And um, that was kind of my, my wake-up call of, you know, I'm like, what, like what's going on? My body's mm. just not, <laughs> not right. Exactly. And um, I was told as well that that was probably sped up by all the hormones I'd had um, by IBS because normally... Um, Precancerous cells, like was on the surface, is really slow moving. So um, the fact that I'd had a clear pap smear and then the next one I had high grade 
um, precancerous cells, but really fast. Um, so they said, because basically all the hormones are, all your cells are multiplying and everything, that's why um, that's set up. And pretty much if I hadn't have found it when I did and did get pregnant, it, it would have been cancer um, at the rate it was moving. Um, so, yeah, so that's really where my my wellness journey started because I went, okay, there's got to be more to this. I can't keep getting sicker and sicker. And, um, this, this doesn't feel right. Um, and so I decided... The doctors had told me I had to put everything on hold anyway. Yes. Um, for, I think it was six months. So I thought, okay, I'm going to give my body the best chance for the next six months to, to properly heal itself. Um, at that point, I still did intend on going back to Asia. Yes. Um, but in that time, um, just when I changed my diet, I cut out gluten, dairy, sugar, and just started eating real food, um, lots of veggies, good meat. Um, and to my surprise, for the first time ever in my life, I started getting regular cycles. Mm. Um, they were still really long cycles. Um, but they were, they were, I was getting them regularly. So I was like, wow, this is, you know, okay, I've got to look further into this. So, um, and probably right at that time, I started listening to podcasts. <laughs> and that just, you know, opened up this whole new world to me of, I always thought that I'd been open to alternate things, but I just had no idea how much more I could be doing. So, um, you know, through, through a podcast as well, found a fantastic naturopath um, in Adelaide where we were, went on an elimination diet for about six months where we cut out, um, it was through hair testing, um, so it was really specific to, um, like, personally, so Simon and I both had different things we had to cut out, and we were already eating, you know, extremely yes, healthy, so yes. they, were, they were healthy foods we were cutting out, such as, um, like, I had pineapple and... Um, eggs and um, onion, um, certain meat that I had to cut out. So I did that. And um, from there, I now have um, regular 28-day cycles. I have clear skin for the first time in my life. Um, and I have been told by doctors there's actually no reason for me to go to IBS now. Like, I've... I now sort of class as unexplained infertility, but um, all my levels, all my hormone levels, everything are amazing. So, um, yeah, that's... And, and during that time, I've just really grown so passionate about, about the wellness industry and then wanting to help young girls um, to really love and respect their bodies and, and know, empower them to know what they can do to help themselves as well. Absolutely. I mean, you and I have talked before and, you know, my story is very similar to your story with the infertility and, you know, exper experiencing all these um, all these things that you have and not knowing any different, just trusting, you know, you trust. You trust the medical, yeah, exactly. the, you trust the medical people around you to, you know, do the best for you and 
you know, give you the best treatment and you tried because you don't know any different. And then like for me, for me, nothing works either. I did exactly basically what you did, you know, apart from having the cancerous cells. I think I've lived through your life as I've told you before. <laughs> so I know. And yeah. I, I never knew what PCOS was. I did. I wasn't, I must've had it for years without ever being diagnosed. And, I'm, you know, we've talked about this and it's like, okay, well, once I figured out, you know, it was like, okay, for me, it ended up in an emergency hysterectomy. I think I mentioned that to you before as well. But it was yeah. only after that I went, well, there's got to be something else. You know, I knew no different, Leah. I knew absolutely no different. So you do the best with what you've got at the time. And, you know, yeah. I spent many, many, many years in counselling, you know, not so much beating myself up but coming to terms with all of this, and I'm so grateful for that. But that's why I love, and that was the whole point of having you on the podcast today, is because through my podcast and just like you, I want to empower the women out there, the young girls out there, not to have to go through what you and I have been through. And I know our stories, there's many who have had similar stories out there and will definitely resonate with what you and I are saying. But I think anything that helps any young lady out there or young girl or young woman or a woman of our age, whatever it may be, on their journey, you know, and I think the key to this from what I'm getting from you, and I believe it too, is education. Educate yourself and empower yourself and investigate. Don't take no for an answer. Don't just follow blindly. I, You know, I wish someone had told me that back in the day, and I, I'm sure you do too, but, you know, yeah. do the best at the time. Definitely. And, you know, I feel like if, um, you know, obviously I, I'm still not pregnant. Yes. Um, but I feel like maybe five years ago before I, you know, hung all the damage through IVF and everything that has happened to my body. Yes. That if I had changed these things then, maybe, you know, I would would have a little baby by now. Exactly. But, you know, yeah. So I, I just think I'm not saying that it's, it's you know, for some people it, it is what they might not have a choice. They may not, True. but I think True. we can get our bodies into a position even before, you know, we need to do it, that our bodies will be strong enough to deal with what's yes. going on yes. when you do have to go through these things too. Yes, and I know you and I, you know, we've been around each other for a couple of years now and I know we've seen changes in each other, how much we've changed, you know, because we've been educated and learnt and, you know, changed it up and you've done the testing to know exactly what you possibly should avoid and what Simon should avoid and same with Duncan I kind of thing, you know. So you've got yeah. to, you've got to, I am still on my journey, you are still on your journey and we've just got to, you know, we've got to get the information, we've got to get educated, we've got to get, you know, we've got to help the people out there to know there's always another option, there's always a different option, you know, and not to give Absolutely. up and, you know, just investigate it and what might work for me is not going to work for you and vice versa. So, you know, we've just got to get, get it out there. So just moving and on. Think, from, sorry, you know, sorry, go, go. Sorry, that's the thing, you know, there's so many different um, ways to do things out there because it is going to be different for everyone um, and that's the thing, it's finding what, what works and what's right and Having the right um, practitioners around you as oh, well. Absolutely. I mean, that's such an important thing, yeah. Absolutely. So, Leah, just carrying on from that, I know you and Simon have made a massive sea change very recently. Can I just ask <laughs> yes. what the what the catalyst for that was? Was it part of this journey? Was there something that drew you to your new home? Um, I was wondering if you could just share a little bit about what made you make this massive move. Yeah, okay. So... I guess um, for me it was something, so we've moved from Adelaide to Sunshine Coast. Yep. Um, it had been something we'd discussed for 
quite a few years. Um, I had lived in Queensland uh, 10 or 12 years ago and oh, right. absolutely loved it. Yeah, I only spent a short time up here and then had to move back to Adelaide. Yes. Um, not by choice, really. That's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah fair <laughs> um, enough. But, so it's something we'd always discuss, but then because we were trying to have a baby, we were like, oh, should we move or should we buy a house? Or, you know, decided we'd buy the house around our family and friends, you know, so we bought the nice family home um, and, you know, we wanted to be, have the support around us, um, you know, for when we had a child. For sure. Um, so, yeah, so I guess, um, you know, but we're both big travellers and for me, I'm, I'm never one to be settled home on long time in a place anyway. I hear you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it was probably always on the cards for me. But during, you know, our journey, um, we, we've met so many people, um, you know, through through the wellness industry, um, and we just kept on having connections on the Sunshine Coast, and it just we just had this real pull um, to come here. And I guess at home um, in Adelaide. All of our friends were having children and have children, and we love all of those children dearly. And you know, I'm Auntie Leah, as I know your Auntie Wendy. Yeah, yes. so many, I am. So many beautiful children, and so blessed that and we both are. You know, exactly. And you know, and I love, I love them to bits. Yes, and, but it kind of got to a point where Simon and I didn't really know where we belonged anymore. I guess because. Um, you know, they were moving on with their lives in the direction, you know, they were starting to do things with, with their children and making new circles of friends and um, not that any of them ever, you know, made us feel like we were the odd ones out and it wasn't really a case of that, but we were like, well, where do we go from here? How do we keep moving forward in our life if it, if children aren't going to be a part of yes. us? What do yes. we really want to do? Um, so it felt like, you know, for five years we kind of had our life put on hold because the focus was just like baby, 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 baby. Everything yes, we were yes. doing was, was for baby. So it's like, okay, we know we've, we've done everything we can do. We're still obviously going to live our life the way that we, we do now because we, we love it and we're so passionate about it and we know, you know, we're still wonderful. So we just thought, no, it's time for us to... To make a change and just to start living our life again and not putting things on hold, oh, just in case, you know, we, we fall pregnant. Or, yeah, um, exactly. So, yeah, and, and like I said, we just kept getting drawn to the Sunshine Coast and um, it was probably, you know, by the time we made our decision, it was 12 months between really making a decision, telling everyone and, and, it, and it happening. Um, and, yeah, and it's all just fallen into place. And since we've been here, we've been here for two months, but I just, I feel like I'm at home. It feels, it feels amazing. And I've, I've met so many people and, you know, the connections we've made, it just feels like we've just transitioned um, straight into to life. It doesn't feel like it's been a big adjustment that we've had to make. Um, and, you know, there's just so many, I've been to so many um courses already and workshops and I just feel like we're in the place that we're meant to be for this time. Absolutely. And, you know, as you and I both know, when you're ready, it all unfolds. And, you know, the universe has it all sorted. We sometimes just need to surrender and chill out and let it happen. I think we try to force things so much that, you know, 
we just moved a little more in flow and we're a bit more zen about everything, I think we'd be a lot better off and, you know, be kinder to ourselves more than anything. Oh, definitely. And, you know, it's amazing when you do just let go how things, and that's been a real big part of my um, self-development, I guess. Yes. Just letting go. Yes. So, Leah, sorry, sorry, carry on. My apologies. That's, That's all right. So you have created a couple of amazing things. You've created, let's talk about your Facebook group where you support couples on their fertility journeys. What what yeah. prompted you to create that group? I mean, it's an amazing group and I'm very grateful to be part of it. What prompted you to create that group and what's, you know, what's the biggest thing you've got from having this group or the blessing that has come from having this group for you? Yeah, so I guess for me during this fertility journey, it's a, you know, as you know, it's a very lonely journey. Yes. Um, and we, we didn't really have any um, friends in our close circle that have been through it. So, um, and even, you know, I found at times because, you know, Simon is not happening to his body. He's not going through emotions every month. And, um, you know, you do feel very alone. And I think especially as, as a woman, you know. Um, so I just really struggled with um, support groups and things like that that were online because I just found they're all about like, oh, I'm taking this many milligram of this and, oh, here's this, and, you know, and it was yes. just, it was still very clinical. and um, So I just wanted to create a space where, once again, I could share what we've learned through our journey and yes. hopefully in the process um, help somebody else before it was too late for them. Um, and just have a really nice supportive space for people to come where it's not all about, um, you know, having, you know, taking taking drugs or, you know, that it's this um, time of my cycle or it, it's different to that. I just wanted to um, give people some tools, I guess, that they could use. Um, and I would say it's a really great place for me to express myself and have a place to, um, you know, put my thoughts down a little bit on on paper, I guess. Yes. Um, as for better word. Um, and it's been, it's only a really small group and, um, you know, which is really nice. At first I thought, oh, I want, you know, this great big group and I want to help all those people. <laughs> yeah. you know, i got to get it out there. Yes. But that's not really me either. And I just wanted it to be a really organic kind of space where people found it as they needed it and... And that's what, you know, slowly, you know, every few weeks someone else will join. And um, and there's been times when I sort of think, oh, am I just posting this to myself? Because, you know, there's not always interaction in the group. But I just thought, no, I just keep going up and putting it out there. And a few weeks ago I got a private message from one of the members and um, she was thanking me because she's, She's now pregnant and she feels like the information that I've provided on the group has um, has helped her to achieve her goal of pregnancy. So that was just, you know, that made everything. Even if that's what my journey's been about was helping one person, that just filled my heart with so much joy. And, yeah, I was just so, so happy, um, you know, to hear that. And um, she's, you know, had a few few ups and downs so far during the pregnancy and she sort of has come to me, um, you know, for support and I, I just love being able to be there to support and be there, just to be there for people. I think that's 
that's what's so important to me. And isn't that amazing that, you know, you managed to help one person and made a difference on their journey. And if you do nothing else, you've achieved that and, you know, you've, yeah. helped, you've helped someone and that, I'm sure that was the whole point of, you know, not just helping yourself but helping others and I, I think you need to be commended for that and I, I love that. I just absolutely love that story. The other thing that you're very, 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 very um, keen to get going and have got going, and I'm very excited, and I wish I lived on the Sunshine Coast as well sometimes, is you've started an amazing group called Soul, which is sharing our unique lives. And it's all about empowering young girls and helping them along their journeys, whatever they may be. So I'd love you to tell all the lovely listeners about your beautiful program for young ladies in our lives. Yeah, so this is very exciting. So this is, um, yeah, just just started since I've been up here. I've been working away at it before we left. Um, so basically I provide um, one-on-one mentoring, um, workshops and weekly sisterhood evenings for teen girls. Oh, how fantastic. Um, yeah, so I guess. Um, I'm just about to launch my eight-week program, which is a self-development course for teen girls, and I guess that's really the soul, the soul of soul. I love um, it. The soul of what what it's all about. So, um, the eight-week course, um, girls come along for um, two hours a week, and we cover things. It's a really a real holistic sort of program. Fantastic. Um, so. Yeah, we cover things such as um, personality types, body image. Um, we've got guest teachers coming in and teaching yoga. We've got a psychologist coming in um, to teach the girls about dealing with stress and understanding the brain development. Um, you know, really learning to, to love and express their unique selves. And we go into how to then express it safely online. And, um, and this really really trying to help the girls understand and know who they are and that it's okay to be different and have our unique qualities that we all have. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's definitely the, the soul of, of what it's about. But then we run um, weekly sisterhood sessions, which are basically like a women's set, but it's a teen girl. Fantastic. Um, so I've been I've been running them for um, since I got up here on a Friday night, and um, that's been really lovely. So I just wanted to really create a nice community for girls because I just feel like we've we've lost so much community around us, and um, so a space for girls to come and meet some other people outside of school. Um, and basically, it's just a real casual chat. We sit on the floor, no shoes, really relaxed, um, you know, cushions and munching on some beautiful organic popcorn and um, just chatting about what the girls really need to talk about at that time. So what's coming up for them, you know, what's been going on during the week. And um, I normally have a topic for the week. So, we, you know, we'll have different topics such as gratitude or um, self friendship but we I always tie that into what's going on in the girls lives at, at that time um, so that's just a really lovely space that John actually next term going to be having in three different locations three times a week Wow um, yeah so that's I just wanted to try and get it to you know, as many areas as I can to to reach as many girls 
And that's a really affordable um, thing that I wanted to make, you know, that anyone can access. It's there for everyone in the community. Um, whereas I guess the eight-week program is, our, you know, that's our top-of-the-range sort of program where we have all the experts coming in to talk about their particular topics and we have beautiful um, organic snacks each week and, you know, it's really, really beautiful, beautiful space for them. And um, we're doing a couple of little um, workshops in the um, school holidays, which is all around goal setting and um, intention setting. So just, just somewhere nice for the girls to come during the school holidays um, for a few hours and, again, connect with some other girls their own age. Um, but, yeah, it's just, just really empowering the girls um, to, to learn about their bodies and I've you know, I don't want girls to feel the way that I did when they were turning into women and be so embarrassed about it and think it was awful. And um, I just want them to know what beautiful creations they are and um, hopefully give them some steps so that, you know, when they meet life challenges, because they obviously will, that they might have a few tools in their belt to be able to make maybe better decisions than what I did. Absolutely. Um, obviously, we're not going to stop these challenges no, coming. No, no, absolutely not. Learning, yes. But, yeah. Oh, that sounds... So, Sorry, Leah, I cut you off again. Yeah, no, I was going to say that, that's, um, yeah, really what it's all about and where I'm at with that. That is so exciting and that is just going to be amazing. I wish I had something like that when I was growing up. I know it would have been a game changer for me. But, you know, yeah. that's amazing. Um, Leah, so aside from all these amazing things you're doing, what do you like to do for downtime, for fun, for hobbies? What do you like to do, you know, when you have your free time? Yeah, oh, look, you know, my downtime, I love um, researching and reading. <laughs> oh, it's just funny, you know. It's, there's always something going on. And downtime for me is probably, you know, especially now we're up here, Walking on the beach, going oh, for a walk on the beach each day is um, absolutely amazing. And yeah, I love um, love going to yoga. And I've just went um, last week to stand up paddleboard yoga. Um, so okay, that's a new one. A- that's a new one on me. I've never heard of paddleboard yoga. I've got to say. Yep. Wow. So it's called stop yoga. <laughs> and. Um, out in the middle of the beautiful Noosa River and um, doing yoga on a stop board. So that was was something different and exciting. (laughs) Considering I'd never been on a stand-up paddleboard before either. That was quite quite funny. That's awesome. That's awesome. And what about your self-care, Leah? Do you have rituals or things that you do, you know, without fail that are your non-negotiables every day, you know, just to keep keep you going every day and keep you balanced and grounded and all those good things? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I've, I've got certain ones that I do every day, such as I use my um, essential oils um, every morning. I'll, um, you know, rub myself with some beautiful essential oils and normally set an intention for the day. Um, and so that, that's just become, you know, just a, a thing that I do without really even thinking about now. Um, and that's, you know, I travel with my oils and... I have um, spritzes in my bag, so, you know, if I'm feeling a bit of anxiety or anything like that, I, I use my spritzes um, with the oils in them. Um, another thing um, that's 
what's really a non-negotiable in our house is Simon and I always sit and have dinner at the table and make sure the TV's off and have that that quiet time with each other. Um, so that that's really, really lovely and really important um, to us as well. Um, but I would say, you know, I find my self-care changes um, along, the, along the way of where I'm at. Um, you know, so I'll quite often a bath for me is, is um, you know, if I'm feeling stressed or just not quite right, bath with once again my beautiful essential oils in it. And um, walking on the beach, that, that for me is, is my zen. Um, um, since we've been up here, we have been trying to make sure we do it every day and that has just helped ground me so much. Sounds absolutely beautiful, Leah, absolutely beautiful. And I do drool over your gorgeous pictures that you post every now and then on Facebook. (laughs) So, Leah, it's been lovely having you on the show today. Would you, before we finish up, could you please share with my listeners how they can find you, how they can contact you, how they can find out about your amazing programs for the young ladies in their lives and, you know, how they can get all the beautiful young women to come and be with you and spend some time being mentored by you in one of your beautiful programs. Yeah, I'd love that. And um, I've got a website and it's um, sharingourunikelives.com.au. So you'll find all the information on there about our upcoming workshops and our one-on-one mentoring. Um, I'm on Facebook under Sharing Our Unique Lives and Instagram as well. So um, I try and put all our events up on um, Facebook. So um, next term um, timetable and everything, I'm just in the process this week of working on that. So by the end of the week, everything for the next term should be up there for everyone to see. But you can always contact me um, via email at info at sharingourunikelives.com.au and I can pass you on any information that you like or answer any questions and my phone number's on the website as well if people want to give me a call to find out more. That is fantastic. I will definitely add all these links to the show notes and onto my social media when the when this episode goes live, Leah. So if anyone has any questions and can't find Leah, just come through me and I'll you know transfer it through to yourself and I'm sure you'll be able to help them. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Leah, it's been an absolute delight to share this time with you today. I'm so grateful. Thank you for your honesty and for being so authentic and organic and helping all those amazing people out there possibly not live the lives that you and I have had to live to this point. And, you know, hopefully, and I know you're making a difference and I look forward to seeing what you do next. And I'm, you know, waiting to hopefully come to one of your workshops one day when I'm holidaying up there in your beautiful part of the world. That would be amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Wendy's Way. I hope you enjoyed it. I would love you to subscribe to my show on iTunes and please give it a rating. Feel free to share this episode with your family and friends and especially any lovely young ladies in your life that you think might be interested. For all things Wendy's Way, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram and on my website, www.wendysway.com.au. I hope you have a happy, safe and blessed day. Remember, it takes a village and be kind to yourselves always and bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com.
Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Couch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.